Previously on Modular, Bradley learned that Elsa had fully closed things off. Ouch. He and Scylla then traveled northwards towards the Death Dreadnought, where the pair learned that what was once Merkel's ship now belongs to Talos. As Bradley and Scylla fought off Talos cultists, the ship itself turned against both sides and dealt a devastating blow. Do you feel that bass bump in your bones, baby? <laughs> Has anybody ever... Uh, raise your hand if you've ever been to a nightclub in Germany. All right, nobody raised their hand, listeners, just so you know. Okay, cool. I just wanted to... That's what. That's how I picture it. Mm, 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 mm. Do you feel that bass in your bones, baby? I went to a couple yeah. of hours in South Korea, and it was bonkers. Too bad, too bad you didn't get to be in South Korea when Colombia just kicked the shit out of them in the Women's World Cup. But that's already happened in the past. Now that's not relevant to when our listeners are listening. When what do you what do you um what do you say to someone in Korea when you meet them for the first time? Well, if I was there. I don't speak Korean, so I would just say, hello. And welcome. My name is Holly Lyons. My name is Thorin George. My name is Luke Job. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. That's right, American ambassador to South Korea. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, Thorin, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who has already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're a chronic overthinker, and now you're thinking about South Korea and you know the lore and the language, and you're just like, Maybe I should go back. You mean, you mean history? Yes, the lore. <laughs> the lore of South Korea is South Korea a video game. Oh no. my god! The hey, you know the lore about that place? It's fucking crazy. It used to be one country, now it's two. <laughs> but y'all should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we are running, and right now we are running Sleeping Dragon's Wake, so if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now. That's true. And there is one more warning we should offer them. Sorry, I'm reading this. That's right name. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language, as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and ad-lib one more. 
so please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session five of Sleeping Dragon's Wake, and the fact that I could only read straight off the prompter that I am reading now. And eating ass while I do it. It's a modular pod, it's a modular pod, little D and D for you and me. Oh yeah. I'm in. Alright, I think Holly said she had something to sync us up. Uh did she? Yeah, how do you guys take your French fries? Do you like Eat, like when you're eating them with ketchup, do you drizzle the ketchup on top or do you dip? Who are you asking first? Uh, yeah, who are you asking corn. first? Um, well, it really depends on the like the French fry. Um, because there are some fries where I totally like drizzling, and there are some fries. Sometimes I just like fries with toppings on them. You know. Um, like bacon cheddar fries. Those are really good. I would totally drizzle ketchup on those so I could just get in a, a lot of everything in one bite, even though I'm more of a ranch person with my fries. Um, but if I'm just eating fries on their own, then I'm just going to dip them. Okay. Okay. Luke? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same, same way as Thorin. So almost always I'm going to dip. Uh, I, you know, I love some good ketchup. But I also I also fuck with ranch, Zach's sauce. God, I miss Zaxby's living in New Mexico. Um, you should then, get some while you're down but here. But then, if I have, uh, yeah, if it's like smothered in anything, ranch is gonna be good. Also, uh, Wingstop they have the like buffalo cheese fries, and ranch on that. Oh baby, that's good stuff. What about you, Holly? So I am a dipper through and through. Dipper till I die. Um, yeah. But ranch is like my go-to sauce. Um, that's like my sauce of choice. That Wingstop Ranch is absolutely... Oh, Wingstop Ranch. Wingstop Ranch is best ranch. That is good fucking ranch. Yes, yes. It's so good. They, but like my Wingstop is so stingy with ranch. Like they give you the one cup and they're like, okay, this is going to be I was enough. not about like, to say that. I think your Wingstop is stingy. My Wingstop fills that big cup up hi if you're listening to this and you work at wingstop corporate i need you to check in on that winston-salem store because they're being stingy with the ranch this is a formal complaint um the modular podcast is just not having it it's an anonymous complaint though you don't know if it's Holly or Thorin or me or Jack or Raven. It's not me. <laughs> that narrows it down <laughs> a little bit. I don't think Jack has Wingstop. Yeah, I don't in, think they have Wingstop in, in, in England. In the UK. So. <laughs> but like, I wonder how he would feel about like a homestyle ranch because I bet he would have some, and he would just be like, "Me, this is all right." Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think I've ever had ranch from a chain that I've enjoyed. It's always been like one off like places that make their own ranch in in house that that I like yeah, the best. Yeah, it's like a homestyle ranch, like a make it yourself. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. What is yeah. what is ranch made of? Mayonnaise. It's just a yeah. It's a bunch of different spices. Then you put in mayonnaise, and then you put in some kind of like and buttermilk. Yeah, you can put buttermilk, but you don't always have to put buttermilk. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. And when that's I had our to episode. make when I there was a restaurant that I worked at where I had to mm, make the ranch. We got ourselves a ranch and, specialist on the pod. Did yeah. you add a little secret sauce? <laughs> I didn't have enough time. Anyway, <laughs> paint me a picture, oh. word Smith. <laughs> okay, so there's ranch everywhere. It's coming out of your wounds. No, Bradley, you're at 12 HP. Scylla is on the ground. It looks like she is dying. Scylla, go ahead and roll me um, a fuck, death fuck, save fuck, if you fuck. know how to do that. Fuck. If you don't know how to do that, just roll a d20. I'm going to. I'm going to rush over to Scylla and I'm going to use up a fourth level spell slot to cast Cure Wounds on her. Don't forget you also have a spell scroll of Mass Cure Wounds if you need to use it. Oh, did I not use that? You did not. I thought I did. Okay, well, um, shit, I should have used that. Well, Scylla gets 29 HP back. Okay, your death saving throw would not matter. Even with a, a nat one, it wouldn't matter. Um, so go ahead and add that back to your HP. It should bring you back up from the little frowny face dead uh, stuff. Um, I do have a... Okay, so what was the plus? 29. You got 29 HP. Um, I, have a po- I have three potions of greater healing. Can I drink one? Yeah. How much is that? Uh, greater is 4d4 plus 4, four. I believe. Okay, so I gain 11 hit points. Okay, I gain 11 hit points. There we go. And let me... Alright, so you're saving the mask your wounds scroll. Yeah, I think I am. Um, do I have anything else? I I think I'm going to do a second level Cure Wounds on myself as well. And that's going to be 16 health. So I'm getting, I'm getting back steadily. I think that's good to go into a dungeon with. Yeah, so what are you at? I'm at 39 out of 73. And Silly, you're at 29? Yeah. All right, and you have heals too if you want to use anything, but you don't have to. Okay. Um, under spells, uh, healing word. That, that counts, right? And so, healing word, yeah, you want to use that? Yeah, I could use it on myself. Yeah, and you can use it at first level or you can use it in a, uh, at a higher level. Okay. Um, let's do two. Let's do second level. Okay, roll the nine. Hell yeah. Alright. So you, you regain nine HP. What do you say to heal yourself? If Bradley can do it, so can I. Hell yeah. <laughs> what a mantra. 
And uh, Bradley, you see this 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 young woman who you've been referring to as a kid and kind of down downplaying. I mean, she did get blasted, and you did have to save her life. But she's she's still up, and she's ready to face this ship with you. Yeah, I mean, seeing her get blasted and having to save her life doesn't really change my opinion all too much. <laughs> you see that the uh, the orb, the kind of brazier that, that blasted this and was speaking to you, has now gone silent. Here's a question. Would I know if there is, like, a teleportation circle within Leylon? Uh, you know that there absolutely is one in Galios, in the in the Tower of Thalivar. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm going to draw A teleportation circle. I'm going to spend a minute to draw a teleportation circle. And I'm going to say, Scylla, you seem to be capable. But if anything, anything bad happens down there, I need you to come here and stand on this spot. Okay? Okay. If you feel... If you feel like you have to cough and blood might come up with the cough, you run to this spot. Okay? Okay, Bradley, but I'm with you until the end of this thing. I'm in it until you're not in it. We're in this together. Okay. Let's go. Okay, and so for the DMs listening, I am going to let Thorin do this. But there's a difference between a permanent teleportation circle and casting it. So I'm just going to ignore that. Because normally you could only use a, uh, a teleportation circle in this way if you, if you didn't know the spell. Uh, if it was a p- permanent one. This is not a permanent one. This is one he just made up. Um, and it would need to cast, but I'm going to ignore that rule. And we're going to say that he has now essentially created a permanent one. Oh, well, see, I was just going to... I was just going to cast it. Yeah, yeah, no, burn the spell. Burn the spell. Okay. But I'm not... Y'all aren't, like, teleporting right now. Because normally how it would work is either you're teleporting right now, or you're not doing all of this at all. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Does that make sense? Well, then I don't want to do that. No, but you can. Uh, no, I already did you. it. I already did it. Let's do it. Yeah, and I'm I'm letting you do it. Okay. Cool. All right. So that spell slot's burned. Y'all are good. You see that there is there's there's a hatch on the main deck. Uh, you can explore. That there are also some stairs underneath that brazier that uh, lead down into the ship. Where do you think we should go, Scylla? I mean, we gotta see what's in the belly of this thing, right? Yes. All right, you go first. 
Honestly, we should just burn the ship. You also I don't see think burning it from the outside is going to do anything. You also see that there are some deck cabins. So underneath the kind of raised part of of the front of the ship, there's a door, and underneath the raised part of the back of the ship, there's a door. Can we go inspect the cabins first? Yeah. You want to do that? I want to go inspect the one at the front of the ship. Okay. Yeah, you you two approach this door and you feel the handle turn. It is open. Inside, you can tell that this is a chart room. The desk here is laden with sea charts, old maps of the Sword Coast, and enough instruments to assemble a complete set of navigator's tools. You two also can both make me survival checks. Okay. I got a 25. I got a 15. Okay. Scylla, you have a good feeling that this is a fortifiable structure where the two of you could take a short rest. Is it, But you don't have to. I mean, we could take a little... We could take a little nap. You know, maybe we should take a nap. A short rest. A nap? The whole, you know, getting electrocuted really took it out of me. I mean, sure. We can do that. Bradley, we can do whatever you want to do, but I'm just saying. I mean, I just... Sure, no, no, let's, let's rest for an hour or two. For sure. Okay, the two of you can take a short rest. You you bar the door. Uh, you feel comfortable enough. And uh, Thorne, you know how to take a short rest. Holly, you may not, but if you click that button, you're going to see that you have 8d8 plus whatever Scylla's constitution bonus is. I, um, let's see here. That would be plus 1. So, and you're at 38 HP right now. So you probably don't need to spend too many, but if you wanted to burn like two, probably, you could roll 2d8 and add plus two to your, uh, to your hit, hit points, and then that'll give you that rest. It also gives you your uses of bardic inspiration back for both of you. Okay. And because you're each bards, you each have song of rest, so you can each roll a d6 equating to 2d6 and heal that as well. Ooh. Okay. So roll 1d6. And no, you each, each... you Yes, yeah, you each roll one, and you both heal for both of that. Okay, combined. I rolled a four with that. So you both heal for four. Where would I find that I have Song of Rest? It's under your uh, class feats. Features, class features. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I see it. Ooh, no, I get to roll a D eight. Oh, snap. Okay. So I'm taking back I'm taking back that four. Alright, so damage yourself for four, Holly. Okay. That's gonna give us five. Alright, and then heal yourself for or you could just heal yourself for one, alternatively. <laughs> okay. Alright, so then Holly, you roll a D four okay. as well. D6. And both of you will heal for that. Yeah, sorry, D6, not a D4. I don't know why I said D4. Oh! I got a one. 
All right, you both heal for one more. That puts me at 60 out of 73. Okay, so that puts me at 44 out of 51. Sick, cool. All right, the two of you are able to bandage yourselves a little bit. You're feeling better. As you're in this room, both of you kind of eye the papers on here, and you can tell that the once leader of this cult of Merkel was named Ularen Mortis. Ularen Mortis. Yeah, and so Ularen is uh, no longer on the ship, clearly. The ship was taken from him. You also can tell that he was looking for an ancient black dragon called Charden Sivitriol. It has a first and last name? No, that's just its full name. Charden oh. Sivitriol. Charden Sivitriol. I don't... We're going to call him Charlie. Or Chardy. Oh. Chardy. Uh, you actually don't need to call him that because most dragons have their draconic name and then a colloquial name known throughout the land. This dragon's name, or this dragon's AKA, is Ebon Death. Like Great White Death. I Makes actually sense. prefer Charty. <laughs> Can we go back to that one, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's all, right, all so the info you're going to gain from this room. Are y'all ready co- to continue? Yes. Okay. Who am I saying yes to? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go down into the belly of this beast then. Okay. So you head back out onto the deck. It is still nighttime. There's stairs leading down. There's also a door at the back of the ship. Shall we check out the back door? I mean, yeah. (laughs) I was going to try to think of something witty, but um, I don't have it in me. Okay, all right. Let's let's go. Let's check out the back door then. All right, you open this door, and there are... it's, It's a very small room, like 10 by 10. And there's a door on your left, a door on your right, and a door in front of you. And you can tell all three of the rooms these doors would lead to must be pretty small, just from the space, your your spatial awareness of where you're at. I don't really think there's anything in these rooms. I mean, maybe, but also maybe you're wrong. Well, if you want to go, if you want to investigate them, go ahead. I'm going to go stand out here and smoke my pipe until you're done. All right, Scylla, you want to do that? Yeah, um, let's check these out. Let's go to the right. Check the right door. Okay. You open the door on the right. You see that there. this is a storage locker and that there are there's spare rope, there's buckets, there's tubs of grease and other mundane tools. Uh, but one thing, if you want to add it to your inventory, you can add a crowbar to your inventory. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I want that. So that is all that's in that right door closet. That's area. all there. That's all that's there. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, let's go and we'll do the center door now. Yes. You go to open this door and it is locked. Damn it. Okay. But there is a keyhole. If you have thieves tools, you can try and pick it. Or if you want to use your crowbar, you can try and pry it open. Ooh, let's try it. Let's try it. Just just for funsies. Okay, you you find purchase in, uh, in between the door and the the wall, and you can make me an athletics check with advantage. Okay, I got a fifteen. Fifteen's the higher of the two. Mm-hmm. You push and push and push, and you can feel wood kind of creaking and, and cracking, but the door does not open. Okay, you open the door on the left, uh, more of the same as far as the lock, the storage locker goes, but go ahead and make me an investigation check. While Scylla's doing this, can I be, like, examining the bodies of these orcs, if there's anything on them? Yeah, there's not much on them at all. Uh, They're wearing leathers, and they're very clearly cultists of Talos. Okay. You do see that the deck of the ship is, like, a, a conglomerate of hundreds, probably thousands of corpses. And they've all, all of the bones that you're walking on have now been smoothed down enough that you're walking on bones every which way you go. What'd you get on investigation, Silla? 16. You find tucked away in one corner of this, this little storage room a bottle of rum. Okay. All right. Well, this is fun. I'm going to return to Scylla. And I'm going to say, you find anything useful? Yeah, not useful for me, but definitely something that you'll enjoy. And I'm going to hand him the bottle of rum. (laughs) Okay, hell yeah. Let me add that to my inventory. And then I'm going to turn to him again. eh? again, And I'm going to say, so much for nothing in there, huh? (laughs) Okay. Bottle of rum. Yo, ho, ho. Okay. Um, with a passive perception of 20, would I notice that only two of the three doors are open? Yes, absolutely. Hey, Scylla, why is that door still closed? Yeah, it's locked. Uh, I tried to use the crowbar on it, but uh, I didn't have what it took, so um, it is still stuck. Do you still have the crowbar? Hell yeah, I still have the crowbar. Can I try? Sure. Okay. What do I need to roll? Go ahead and make me an athletics check with advantage. With advantage? Yep. Uh, 21. 21. You needed a 20. You shove this in. Scylla, unfortunately, Bradley is just stronger than you. He pops this door open. Uh, the wood breaks uh, with kind of a shatter and inside 
Bradley, you can tell you are staring at the captain's cabin. Both of you can make me investigation checks. I have a question. Yes. Is the investigation check higher than a 15? Uh, part of it is not, but part of it is. Because my can passive just... is 15. Yeah, what's your passive, Scylla? Uh, 12. It's on the left-hand side. Looks like a 12. Yeah. Okay, so both of you, just without making investigation checks, know that this was this room once very clearly belonged to someone, and now someone new has gone in. Just the way things have been moved around, it's not really settled yet. It doesn't look like it's it's whoever's staying in here is not as comfortable fully as they would like to be. Now you can both make me investigation checks. Okay. I got a 12. I got an 18. 18. Okay. Bradley, you reach under the bed and feel around a little bit. And sure enough, you feel purchase. You pull something out, pluck something out. You can feel that there is a leather-bound journal in your hand. You pull it out, examine it. It seems to be bound. And this leather looks odd, probably made out of human flesh. Can I read it? You can. While you're reading it, Scylla, you take a peeksy at the liquor cabinet in this uh, this here ship. You find that there are ten bottles of rare spirits worth approximately a hundred gold each. You also see that there are some other sort of rare-looking books that could probably be worth a pretty penny, but they would weigh a shit ton to try and take them all. Oh, I just want it to be known that I left the dragon's tooth in my uh, room at the inn. Oh, okay, yeah, the big-ass Arathator yeah. dragons. Yeah, sick. Gotta find the Bradley, right Bradley, you fire. look through this very clearly, uh, very clear necromancer's journal. This journal belonged to Ularan Mortis, a high priest of Merkel, the god of death. As a member of the cult of the dragon... Ularan Mortis colluded with evil dragons to plot the downfall of the Sword Coast just a year ago. He hopes to now reanimate the soul of the Ebon Death, a legendary black dragon, and petition it to steal a magical artifact from the town of Leilan. The journal provides no name or clues about the nature of this artifact, but it seems vital to the High Priest's invasion plans. Ularan Mortis sailed over the ocean on board an undead galleon imbued with the soul of the Death Knight named Emberlost. The Death Knight's homeland, Anaria, once lay in this region, and the High Priest fears that Emberlost is becoming obsessed with this bygone realm. At this point in the journal, you see a different hand has made a note in the margin. Roadhouse? Question mark? Could the bard win him over? question mark okay my quest log just updated <laughs> it absolutely I have, definitely have to definitely have to talk to what's the wizard's name galio librio galio librio yep and i have to find the roadhouse which the only roadhouse i know of is the one 
back in front of Bradley, you know that the, the Wayside Inn the Wayside Inn where your brother works and where Marticia works was a roadhouse and a bard was kidnapped from there. Tarbin Tool, who you've spent well, at one point several days and then at another point a, a 10 day looking for. You've probably spent at least 15 days of your life looking for this kid. Uh and you met him briefly when you were at the Wayside Inn, but he was in fact abducted from there and you haven't been able to find him. Now it's dawning on you that possibly he's on this ship. Oh shit. All right, yeah, we have to go down into the boat, into the belly. Okay, all right. What are your passive perceptions? Uh, 11 for me. Mine is 20. Okay. Okay. So as you two walk out of here, you're passing this grate on the, the top of the deck. Bradley, you just happen to glance down and you can see that below the deck you're on and where you're about to walk down to is the ore deck where you know, oars stick out of the side of the ship and are rowed. Uh, right now, it looks like every oar has been pulled in. You both peek down now that Bradley's noticed this. You see that each oar is manned by two uh, skeletons and kind of patrolling back and forth as a guard are two skeletal minotaurs. Well, I don't like the looks of that. Okay. So the cultists of Talos didn't get very far down. Can I tell, do the stairs and the hatch both lead to this ore room? They do. You are realizing that the, with a passive perception of 20, the minotaurs are prepared for someone to come down the stairs. They would not be prepared for someone to drop down the hatch. All right. Scylla, I'm going to go down that hatch. I need you to stay up here until I call for you, okay? Okay. I'll do whatever you say. I did just get my ass kicked for not uh, following what you thought we should do anyway, so should listen now. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to uh, try and stealthily get down this hatch. Okay, so the hatch has to be lifted, and you're, you can try and lift it on your own if you want, but Scylla can help you if the two of you both want to make me strength checks. But if you don't want Scylla helping, you need to make the check on your own, Bradley. Um, Scylla, you can help. Yeah, I can help. Alright. You said All right. a both strength you, check? Yeah, not athletics, just strength, basic strength. Do we get advantage? No. You're you're just both making the check. And you're co we're combining your scores. I rolled a natural one. Plus four equals five. You strain very, very harshly, Bradley. Do you want option A or B to happen on that nat one? 
So I'm assuming one of these options is I get hurt, and then the other option is that I make a huge commotion. You're good at this. Um, You're good at this game. <laughs> so I'm going to say uh, option B. Let's do option B. Okay. You indeed strain so hard and you're lifting fully with your back you feel just a nasty crick in your back oh, and it fuck. does not feel good at all any any strength based attacks that you're <coughs> making within the next hour are going to be at disadvantage strength based attacks yes like your mace fuck okay uh you two manage to lift... Where the fuck did this just go? That's the problem. with. I love D&D Beyond. I love looking at stuff on D&D Beyond. But, and there, I don't think there actually even exists a physical book of these three uh, sequel adventures to Ice Spire Peak. But in a physical book, man, you can like underline, you can do little tabs. Nothing on here lets you do that. And I wish it did. But the two of you are able to lift this hatch and set it to the side. Okay, so look, I really fucked up my back with this one. But I'm going to head down there. Blan still stays the same. I wish me luck. Can I sneak down the hatch? Yeah, make me a stealth check. And, oh, actually, first, before you make a stealth check... Make me a dexterity, make me an acrobatics check as you're working your way down this hatch. And then okay. we'll see how good you do on that. I got a dirty 20. Okay. You drop down, taking no damage from falling or anything like that. You notice all of the skeletons around you at the oars are like pretty much unconscious at the moment. Make me a stealth check with advantage. Because you have your boots of elven kind. While he's doing that, I just want to think to myself, like, man, this guy's fucking cool. I rolled yeah. a 28. 28, sick. Okay, go ahead. Both of you roll me initiative, but you do have a surprise round, Bradley. Okay. I rolled a 13. I also rolled a 13. God right, damn what, it. What are both there of your dexterities? There was a spell that I was thinking of. Getting what when I was leveling up, that would just banish undead <laughs> back to Shadowfell, and I didn't get it. <laughs> um, who has the higher dexterity? I have a sixteen. I have a fifteen. All right, so Silo will go first, but you're going to go first, first, and I'll, I'll yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So Bradley, you drop down. And remind me, what's your HP at right now? 60 out of 73. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do with this surprise round? There are two Minotaur skeletons just kind of standing with their backs to you. How close are about, they together? They are within five feet of each other. They are also 15 feet in front of you. Okay. Hmm. I also I don't want you to forget this, Thorn. You do have if you if you get in a tight spot in this very hard dungeon, you do have that rock, the talking rock that you have not used yet that you can throw out and have 
uh, go on your initiative order to vicious mockery. Hmm. That you purchased from Zephyros. Hmm. And these two big boys, you see they both have very large great axes that seem to be made from bone. I have a silly idea. All right. I... Here's a question. It doesn't specifically uh-huh. say whether it can or not. Can you polymorph an undead creature? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, then I need one of these undead minotaurs to make me a wisdom saving throw as I try to polymorph it into... Uh, Chad, what's his name? What? The the guard who I don't like. Oh, Chad, Chad Moneysworth? Yeah, Chad Moneysworth. I'm going to polymorph this uh, Minotaur into Chad Moneysworth. Okay. Now, let me tell you, if you're going to burn Oh, no, wait, polymorph- it has to be... Okay, hold on. It has to be the same... has to be the same challenge rating... Yeah, oh, challenge so, is equal to or less than the targets. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So now let cool. me tell you. So then, if you if you kill it, right? If you drop it to zero HP, it's going to revert back to its former self. Yeah. So if you turn it into a human, like Chad Moneysworth, it could still fight you. If you did something like a goldfish, it would just flop around on the deck. Well, so what I'm hoping is that. I transform it into a human. The other Minotaur sees this and starts fighting it. Oh, and then you're hoping to sneak past? Yeah. Okay, great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, his wisdom save was a five. Okay, so he fails. Okay. Uh, He immediately transforms into the handsome, pompous man that is Chad Moneysworth. And he looks around confused. Uh, We're in initiative, so that's your surprise round. It is now Scylla's turn. Scylla, what's your HP at? Uh, 44. Okay. Uh, I think it's higher than that. Weren't you at 47? Did, did you add the 5 after Bradley gave you the uh, the extra 5? And... Ooh, no, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, I think, I think you're at 49. Yeah. Let me add that in real quick. Okay, so you see that Bradley does this. The one Minotaur turns to the other. It looks like he's about to like swing his axe at him. What would you like to do? So at this moment, I'm kind of inspired by Bradley. Um, so I'm just thinking he's really cool. He got down there and is distracted these Minotaurs. So I can probably sneak past. I'm feeling a little confident. So I'm going to go down in the grate and try to get down there. Okay. Make me, uh, make me an acrobatics check. A six. Okay, you hop down. You do twist your ankle a little bit. You're going to take 1d6 of falling damage. And now make me a stealth check. Jesus Christ. I rolled a five, so you take a lot of damage as you Jesus hit the ground Christ. with a thud. Make me a stealth check. Great. Uh, well, let me take that five off real quick. 
That 49 really lasted long, didn't it? Yeah, that's true. Um, stealth, uh, 18. 18. All right, you're good. You're down there. I'm going to say falling does use your movement, so you still have 15 feet of movement. You could try and, if you wanted to, go ahead and move and squeeze past this guy. If you use your action to dash, you could get down the next flight of stairs. Let's go ahead and use my action to, to dash just because I, I don't want to get caught up in this mess. Okay, I'm making a perception check with disadvantage because this, these two are distracted uh, to see if they can spot you. You have an 18 stealth. That is a... That's an 11. So, you manage to sneak past and you are able to make it uh, down the stairs. Bradley, it is your turn. I'm going to try and do the same. Okay. Do I have to dash, or can I just use my full movement? No, you can use your full movement, because you... Okay. Y yeah. Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. All do right, I need to go do ahead stealth? And make me a stealth check, yep. With just a regular stealth? No, you... you. Well, yeah, this is sight, so yes, regular stealth. Okay. 22. Uh, all right, and 8 will not be to 22. The two <laughs> of you are able to sneak past and for now at least you have avoided this combat you hear these two are absolutely just ripping at each other fighting going crazy and it sounds like they've fully turned on each other hell yeah the two of you make it down to what are clearly crew quarters excuse me you see that string hammocks are strung up here like cobwebs. Uh, when you enter this area, you can hear singing drifting to you from the front of the ship, which is north of where you are. How big is uh, the ship? The the ship is 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50... 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90. It's 95 feet long. Jesus Christ. Okay. So what you're seeing right now is these... You're at the opposite end of the stairs of all of these hammocks. Okay? At the south end, there is a door. At the north end, there are three doors. Kind of left, right, and center. Hmm. Okay. What do you think we should do? Well, if the doors are left, right, and center, it never hurts to go right first. You hear one of the doors up at the top of the ship begin to open. I need you both to make me stealth checks. I got a 24. I got a 23. All right. You see 
a 24 and 23. Yeah. I, I rolled a 22 on perception. You Holy see shit. a humanoid in pure glistening black plate mail step out from the door on the left. He has a glaive on his back and this just dark aura about him. And he begins to make his way up the stairs to see what's going on as these Minotaur skeletons are fighting. So I have a question. Yes. There are living cultists of Merkel, right? They're not all just undead. They're not all undead, no. Okay. I have in my possession a disguise kit. Yeah. Um that I've proficient proficiency in. Um can I disguise me and Scylla as like cultists of Merkel? Absolutely. <laughs> but okay. I will say right now you are out in the open and you would need to find a room to try and hide in. Uh, you said there's one there's one room in the back of the ship. Is that are we closer to that? You could go either way right now. You just kind of okay. hid behind the stairs. The hammocks are behind you. That door's behind you, but you could head forwards to either the the door at the center top or the door at the right top. I want to head to the I'm going to say Sarah, come with me. Um I'm going to head I want to head to the door to the back. Okay. Um, and I, is there a way that I can investigate within that, like, just kind of peek in like a crack in the wall or like crack open the door just to see what's in there? Yes, absolutely. The two of you make your way to that door as an oil, um, you begin to open it and you see inside there, uh, these are stores. You can tell there's, this is a, where they keep food, probably extra wood, hammer, nails, as well as extra clothing. As you're peeking into this, both of you, just knowing your passive perceptions, hear movement from behind you. And then in like a flash, one of the hammocks springs to life and wraps around your head, Bradley, and begins to try and smother you. I need you both to roll initiative. Son of a fucking bitch. I got a 23. I got a 23 also. <laughs> Look at us. Oh my god. Alright, well, Scylla's gonna get a 24. Okay. At the top of the order, there is... Oh god... Damn it, one second. That's so fucking frustrating. D&D Beyond not letting me use a monster because I don't have da 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 do you know? You know what I'm talking about when I say da 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 do Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, the, this rug of smothering, which is disguised as a hammock, is going to get advantage, I mean, not advantage, is going to get a surprise round on you, Bradley. 
And with a 20, it does hit. You are grappled. And you take six points of damage. Okay, I can deal with six right now. Alright, I'm not going to keep track of y'all's health, so you need to keep track of it for me. Okay. What are you at? I'm at 54. Okay, so that It should is... automatically update if you're using the combat tracker. No, because you two mm. aren't in the same campaign. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, because I needed this to be a secret. What was gonna, you know, yeah, who was going to be your sense. sidekick. So, let's see. Scylla, at the top of the order, it is you. What would you like to do? This thing is just wrapped around Bradley's head, just kind of like smothering him right now. Okay, can I take my dagger and try to kind of like, sl not slash, but like cut into this thing, maybe to see if I can cut a hole? Absolutely, go, okay. yep. Okay, cool. Yep, um, I'm going to roll for that. I got a 21. That hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, four. Okay, you deal this thing two points of damage as you stab into it, and Bradley, you feel your your face is just like pricked as Scylla stabs into this, and uh, the Rug of Smothering's damage transference feature deals two of that damage to you. You also have a bonus action, Scylla, if you would like to do anything. <laughs> Can I use healing word? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and burn a spell slot and roll healing word on Bradley. Uh, and then it'll be eight. You heal him for eight? Yeah, eight. It seems. I mean, I mean, to me that seems yeah. right for like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was, about I was to just say. making sure I heard you right. So you heal him for eight, for eight HP, and uh, Bradley, you do feel that wound kind of close up and heal. Uh, it is your turn. This thing is trying to smother you to death. Okay, let's see what I can do. Right now, I will tell you, you are grappled, restrained, and blinded. What do I have to do to get un-those? You have to make me a escape DC at the end of your turn. Uh, so a dexterity, I'll say a dexterity saving throw to get out of this. Or a strength saving okay. throw, whichever you prefer. Because either one would make sense. Can I ready an action? Um, sure. And can my readied action be to use a to use my hand axe to slice this to slash at this thing once I escape its Absolutely. clutches? Yep. Okay. Go ahead and make me one of those saving throws. I'm gonna do a dex save. Okay, go for it. I rolled a nine. You are still stuck in this thing. Your reaction is now burned. Scylla, you hear some commotion from the other end of the ship, and now it is this rug's turn. It is rolling with advantage to hit you again, Bradley, but that would be a miss. That is a hit with a 22, and Bradley, you take 11 points of damage as this thing just wraps Jesus around your neck tighter Christ. and is squeezing your, the breath out of you. Okay. Four, I'm at 49 out of 73. Okay. Scylla, it is your turn. I mean, I guess I'm going to use my dagger again. I'm just... 
I don't love the idea, but um, it's what I got right now. So we're just going to go ahead and do it like that. Okay, okay. go for it. That's a 22. 22 hits, roll damage. Uh, five. You said five? Mm-hmm. Okay. It takes three points of damage, and Bradley, you take another two as you feel your ear is slit just a little bit. Uh, Scylla's trying to be careful, trying to cut this thing off of you, but it is not working super well. Any bonus actions? Uh, geez, I didn't, I don't know. You have, you can give him bardic inspiration as well. As a bonus action? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. What do I need to roll? Uh, you don't roll anything. Mm -hmm. He'll roll a d8 okay. on his turn if he needs to add it. Uh, what do you say to inspire him? You're Bradley fucking Copper. You can't die like this. You can't leave me here. Okay. I can All do right. that. Amen to that. Hell yeah. All right, Bradley, it is your turn. Do you have the same plan or do you want to try something else? Um, I have an idea. Okay, go for it. Um, I'm going to... I uh, use my Wand of Magic Missile at 5th level to cast uh, 7 darts of Magic Missile. Okay, yeah, go for it. Hold on, let me just do 74 plus 7. Alright. Okay, that's going to be 14, and then I'm also going to... Can I add the D8 to my damage roll? No. I think I can. I can I don't think so. I think that's a feature for a specific subclass. But one second, let me check. Because if you can, then I'll absolutely let you to. That was okay. 14. Well, no, it says... It says no, right? One ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Okay. Yeah, I think College of Swords or College of Valor, one of those I'm pretty sure lets you do that, but it's not your college. Okay. Um, that was 14, including the plus 7. Oh, no, 14 plus 7 would then be 21. 21. So this thing takes 11 points of damage, and you take 10. As you just are okay. blasting yourself in the face. <laughs> and uh, Scylla's just kind of watching in awe as you're doing this. Uh, um, the, the, the rug of smothering looks hurt, but you are also getting hurt. You can now, if you have any bonus actions, you can use those as well. But, but um, if you don't, then you're good to go ahead and make me that deck save again. Uh, bonus action, I'm gonna... <laughs> you're gonna what? Are you gonna chop yourself in the head with your axe? No, no bonus action, I'm gonna... Second level healing word myself. But what are you saying to I'm yourself gonna... as you're... <laughs> I'm gonna say... Perfect. <laughs> And I'm going to heal for eight, eight health. All right, perfect. All right, um, now make me gonna, that deck save. Okay, so I'm going to use my Bardic Inspiration. So I'm adding five to whatever I roll, okay? Plus five. We have to remember that, plus five. So I'm essentially getting a plus 12. Um, you know, you, well, you could have waited till you rolled before you decided to use Bardic. But I have to know before I know the outcome. But you won't know the outcome. But if you roll really well, if you roll like 20 plus, that you, you well, pretty sure... Well, I didn't. Sure. I rolled... I rolled uh, it's it's going to come to 14. 14 without Bardic? 
With Bardic. With Bardic. What would it be without Bardic? Nine. So then you did the right thing, and you do, in fact, get this thing off of your face. Okay. That's your turn? That's my turn. You throw this rug off of you, and at the north end of the ship, you hear a door is kicked open as someone has very clearly been awoken. This is a towering female half-orc that steps into view. Her muscles are like iron bands, and her face is fixed with a bestial scowl. Under her boar skin hood, you see eyes crackling with lightning. This is my ship now, she snarls, and I mean to keep it. And Scylla, to you, this is just a scary fucking lady. But to you, Bradley, this is the killer of Inverna's father, Feraly. Modular is Holly Lyons as Scylla Scale Sweep, Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job as RDM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Sleeping Dragons Wake. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Craven Walker does our brand new cover art. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. You can email us with any questions about our show at ModularThePodcast at gmail.com. Here's a quick shout out to my beautiful, wonderful partner, Sydney Donahue, who has supported me the past few years in making this show. She is my absolute rock. And by the time this episode releases, although not as of yet, she will be my wife and we will be on our honeymoon. So that's exciting. Thank you, Sydney, for all of your love, all of your support. It means the world to me. And uh, Modular would not happen without you. So thank you so much. Remember that new episodes come out every Tuesday, and until then, thank you for listening to Modular.